The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Associate Professor Holly Seal is on the line from the University of New South Wales School of Population Health and she is an infectious disease social scientist. Uh, Associate Professor, thanks for being on the program. Good morning. Well, it's a very interesting field of study that you're in, uh, combining infectious diseases with the social sciences. I mean, how big was that field before COVID-19? Clearly a big issue now, but was it a big uh, topic of conversation in other pandemics? Oh, certainly. And, you know, when we think about vaccine uptake, of course, it's not just a, a pandemic situation, but, you know, every day we are navigating through conversations with parents and adolescents and also adults to try and encourage them to, to receive, um, you know, other vaccines in a timely way. So, you know, there's always been concerns and, and people have questions around immunization. And so it is important that we, you know, we get these conversations right and, and we give opportunity to, to have them so we can support people's understanding and confidence around immunization. But it certainly has become a hot topic this time around. Now, I do see some people online are suggesting that it's actually rude to ask someone their COVID vaccination status. I don't think I'd quite go that far. But uh, that said, I think it's a it's a personal thing. I mean, uh, I know some people want to turn it into a big social media event when they go and get vaccinated. I just went quickly and quietly and did it on pretty much the first day it was available to me. Didn't say anything pretty much to anyone at the time. Didn't announce it on air or anything like that. Now feel a bit more comfortable talking about it. But it is quite a personal thing. Look, it is a personal thing, but it is also important that we have conversations um, amongst our family and friends and people in our networks because we know that, you know, conversations can can have impact. And so, you know, certainly, you know, sharing news that you've received the vaccine, you know, in, you know, sharing that, you know, where you went and got it or, you know, how you felt afterwards can actually really help. Um, support people's confidence in the vaccine because we certainly still have those in the community out there that have uncertainty around the vaccine because they fear that there might be these kind of so-called long-term side effects, which we actually know is is not going to be the case um, because of how vaccines operate. But, you know, sharing your stories around, you know, what happened, um, you know, directly after the vaccine, you know, how did you feel? You know, I received my two doses and, and certainly for about a day and a half, you know, felt like I could have gone to bed and stayed there, but mm. I powered on and very stupidly kept working. But, um, <laughs> you know, that was my story. And, and I have shared that because I, I know that there are those who, who feel a little bit uncertain. And so I've helped to, I've hopefully helped to, to reassure them that, you know, now four or five months down the track, you know, I've had no safety concerns, no issues. So that's, um, that's really important too. But, you know, for others out there, it may be about just nudging them and reminding them about why to get vaccinated. And um, again, you know, sharing personal stories can help. I'm a mum of two young kids. My kids, you know, won't be able to get the vaccine for a while. um, And so I want to keep them safe. And so that's the reason why I got vaccinated.
Now, I was talking to someone in the office uh, and mentioned the fact that you'd be coming on and what you were talking about, and they said, what do you do if you know someone potentially in your family or a friend who may be in the sort of conspiracy theory territory, and they're saying, you know, they're not going to get vaccinated, they're happy to share with you all these reasons, why not, and what some scientist on the internet says about it. Um, How do you have that conversation with them in a sensitive way that doesn't sort of push them to the fringes and I suppose make them even feel less enfranchised? Yeah, and that is what we're really trying to avoid right now because, you know, in the media, you know, we're hearing a lot of people say, you know, oh, these people are anti-vaccine and and that's not helpful because that just adds a a stigma around people who haven't yet received the vaccine and, and who may be open to a conversation as opposed to those in the community who actually actively activate against immunization. And we know that that group is a very, very small number of people. And so it's important that we keep the door open to those who are open to a conversation. So if you have come across a, a family member or a friend who who may have come across something on the social media, and look, we all certainly have seen these posts, it's important to, to yeah, to try and have a conversation. So rather than kind of getting in there and, and just throwing more information at them, better to start with listening to them firstly. Let them have that chance to to talk through kind of, you know, what have they seen? What are their concerns? And it might be a long shopping list of things. And it, you may have, you know, that, that kind of urge to, to kind of go, oh, that sounds silly. You know, how could you believe that? That's garbage on the internet because that's not going to help this conversation. Instead, listening um, and then really, you know, seeking their permission to, to share knowledge with them, to have a conversation maybe even to jump on some some health websites with them to go through you know different information maybe volunteer to go with them to a to a doctor or to see a pharmacist to have a conversation so that you can both hear the information and work through it together and you know in the end you may not you know you may not change that person's mind but what you may do is get them to think twice about sharing wrong information or misinformation in the future and that is just as important right now and that's what we're trying to aim to do. Here in Victoria, we've had an update to the Service Victoria app and I've uh, got it on my phone now that when I check into a location, it comes up with the tick to say you've checked in, but it also comes up to say I've got a valid vaccination certificate and I believe in New South Wales, they're rolling it out up there too. Is that a good way of policing it, do you think, without, I suppose, making people that aren't vaccinated, that don't have that certificate feel too excluded? Yeah, look, this is what we're navigating right, you know, through at the moment. And, um, you know, I'm yet to encounter, you know, a shop or a cafe or a restaurant that has asked me about my um, vaccine status. So that's a little bit of a concern because it means that some, um, you know, restaurant owners are, are not yet, you know, doing that. But, you know, certainly I've been hearing accounts of some of the larger chains actually stopping and asking people at, at, at the door to, to show that evidence. And that's exactly what we were doing um, with our QR code. So this is now part and parcel. We know how to do it. The challenge here, one of the big issues that we keep calling out is that not everybody knows how to get that vaccine evidence into this, um, into either their, you know, into their online phone wallet or, you know, into the app. 
And so if you do have a family member who may be struggling to navigate through the Medicare system, you know, please, I encourage you to, to just have a conversation, check in with them and make sure that they've been able to do that. If not, you know, work them through the different apps and the ways to do it, or there are hotlines that you can call to try and get a hard copy sent to you. So finally, for the people out there that might be about to have these conversations, particularly with people in their family, uh, your final top tips on how people can approach that situation. Yeah, look, so I think, you know, we, we still need to be patient with each other. You know, we are still in a, in a, a changing time and, and we certainly will have a small proportion of people who remain unvaccinated. We know that it will be a very small proportion who are unvaccinated because of medical reasons, but those people will be out there for the, for the, for the about the 10% of the community or so. We will have those who, you know, still share, you know, hesitation around the vaccine. So if you can and you know somebody, try and see if you can broach a conversation. If not, you know, then, you know, trying to, to be patient with them to navigate this space. So we we don't want arguments. We certainly don't want to see any more protests. You know, mm. this is, you know, we need to, to move beyond this now and, and look to, to, to towards Christmas. You know, what can we do to, to help us get to, to a summer that's, um, you know, not certainly COVID free, but, you know, reducing hospitalizations. Thank you very much for being on the program. Appreciate it very much. Thanks so much. Associate Professor Holly Seal with us there from the University of New South Wales School of Population Health. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.